The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 257. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. In episode 256, I talked all about boundaries, why they're critical to success, how to set them, and how to make sure they stick. Today, I'm talking all about communication and why you might not be as good as you think you are when it comes to communication. Of course, that means I'll be sharing tools and tactics to help you up your communication game, no matter how great a communicator you already are. So let's dive right in. Most people think communication is about being articulate being clear in voicing your expectations, perspective, ideas, demands, being steadfast in what you say, being persuasive. I'm here to tell you that's just a small fraction of communication. I'm not talking about tone and nonverbals, though they are very important. Orators like Martin Luther King, Gandhi, and Oprah have certainly shaped the world. Working with CEOs, founders, and business owners who clearly know how to be movers and shakers is an honor and a privilege for me. And being able to clearly share your vision and motivate people is really important. But that's not the whole story. Not even close. Because most communication, and some of the most impactful communication, is actually the everyday back and forth we have with the people closest to us. Think about it. Who do you talk to and rely on most? The people who work with you, your family, your friends, the people who help you on a daily and weekly basis. They are the people you lean on, not just when things get tough, but every single day in so many ways. It's both shocking and completely understandable then that so much of what I talk about when I'm working with clients, is their relationships and how we communicate makes a massive difference. I work with couples who struggle with arguing and feeling close. Entrepreneurs who wish they could get their people and customers to work together more seamlessly. Parents who wish they could feel more patient and connect with their kids more easily. Professionals who are rock stars at work, but struggle to get what they need with their friends and family. And I get it. I've struggled with it too, because communication and relationships can be harder than we think it is. So here are some pitfalls and lessons from my personal life and clinical training 
that have helped me and my clients become better communicators and get more of what they want, they need to accomplish more of their goals and live their dreams. But before I jump in with the lessons, I want to unpack a key underlying principle that many people miss. Here's a key principle for effective communication. Ensure complete understanding, both when you are speaking and when you are listening. I've seen this pitfall bite so many people in the backside, not just clients, but friends, family, and yes, even myself. There are a couple of reasons I've seen this go amiss that really fold into the pitfalls we're talking about. The first is called the curse of knowledge, which was first studied and coined by economists Kammerer, Lowenstein, and Weber in the late 1980s. If you've ever had the pants bored off you by a droning professor or expert or someone who was talking at such a high level that it went straight over your head, you know what I'm talking about here. In simple terms, the curse of knowledge means humans naturally get stuck and speak from the perspective they have given their level of understanding. When talking, we assume that other people have about as much information or expertise as we do, and then we use language that references what we know, even when it completely goes over someone else's head. So it can be hard for a physicist to consider how someone with less knowledge about physics sees or thinks about the world. Great teachers know how to bridge this gap well. Horrible teachers? Maybe not so much. The second reason is a concept called theory of mind. And I think it's somewhat related. Basically, theory of mind is being able to consider or take someone else's perspective, to consider the world from their point of view. What's interesting is that as early as a year and a half, 18 months, we humans start using theory of mind. Kids and toddlers from 18 months are considering and accounting for the intent or perspective of the people around them, especially their caregivers. Research shows that some animals also have a degree of theory of mind, like primates. But just because we've got the ability doesn't mean we always use it. Theory of mind is actually a pretty energy-intensive process for our brains, and research has shown that more than half the time, even adults don't use it. In other words, we're often not considering, and we're often not really understanding other people's perspective, even though we get the ability to do that just after we start to walk. Here's the thing. If we don't naturally really understand or view a situation through the eyes of other people, it's going to be pretty hard to truly understand them, and vice versa. They're likely to miss what we're actually trying to tell them. I'm getting to the lessons, and they're going to make much more sense in a moment, and I'll explain why. Here's why the curse of knowledge and theory of mind really matter. Because anything that increases your chances of being understood completely is better communication. Anything that increases your chances of understanding someone else is better communication. And anything that decreases the chances of being understood or understanding someone else is worse communication. So with that in mind, 
let's get to some practices that will increase the potency and likelihood of understanding in any communication. Number one, don't take shortcuts, take turns. Communication is a team sport. It takes at least two people. A shortcut is when we jump ahead. For example, we assume we know what the other person is saying, or we jump to solve or fix something without taking the time to understand really what's going on, why it's an issue, and how to address it in a way that works for everyone. That brings us to number two. Be clear whose turn it is to talk versus listen, and only play one role at a time. Imagine being on a sports team and constantly jockeying for who takes which position. If the quarterback keeps trying to pass the ball to themselves, or the goalie keeps leaving the goalposts to kick the ball down the field, it's not going to be much of a game. It's the same in most relationships, recognizing when it's time to take the speaking role and share your perspectives, needs, or goals versus when it's time to switch and really understand the other person and what they're experiencing, sharing, communicating. I see it all the time, especially with couples and co-founders, a constant competition to grab the mic from each other to get their point across. Two speakers, no listeners, like ships passing each other in the night. And speaking of speakers, number three, When speaking, stay in your own lane. Staying eye-focused in your thinking and talking is really important. It is so common and really easy to slip into talking about the other person. Like saying, you made me mad, or you need to stop doing that, or it's your fault that whatever happened. As I often say when I'm working with couples, when we talk about someone else, you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to have something to say about it. And that reduces the chances of actually being understood because their brain shuts off. They're thinking and figuring out what they're going to say because the conversation is really about them. And so their listening is turned off and their speaking is primed or turned up. And here's one last tip. When you're speaking, don't ask questions unless you're ready to hand over the mic and ready to relinquish it. Because when we ask a question, we're inviting the other person to become the speaker. And it's like handing someone the mic and then yanking it back from them because all you wanted was to make a point, which leaves them lost, confused, and unclear if they really are supposed to be the speaker or listener. And oftentimes that also shuts them off or turns them off from wanting to be the listener. And speaking about listening, lesson number four, when listening, focus completely on confirming understanding what the other person is saying. That's often referred to as active listening. One powerful tool to help you do that is to say back what you understood, but not like a parrot spitting the same words right back out to the person. Use your own words and your own understanding with the goal of, this is what I heard, this is what I understood. Is that right? Something I often say is that listeners are the silent heroes of relationships, of business, and of the world. 
Business is in many ways about solving people's problems and a lot of communication in relationships and around the world is really also targeted to that. Understanding the problems people face is practically a prerequisite to helping them solve those problems. And when you're talking about two-way communication, it's including not just one person's perspectives, challenges, issues, constraints, their feelings, their needs, their goals, their dreams, but both people or all parties. So you can work together to find a solution that meets as much of those as possible. To recap, it's all about understanding and being understood. There are a lot of steps between having a feeling, thought, or idea and really being understood. There are a lot of steps between someone else having a perspective, expectation, or demand and fully understanding it. An analogy that may really help here is like shipping. Imagine going out, finding something you like, buying it, wrapping it up, and shipping it to the other person who then needs to receive it, open it, recognize what it is, register it's in their hands because you're sharing something important with them and it's important to you. And then they need to confirm it's been received as intended. Consider that every exchange of words is like creating, wrapping, shipping, unwrapping, and opening a package. So much of the time, we don't consider the words of others as a package from them, something that is important that they put time, effort, energy into conveying. We don't consider taking the time to confirm we've received it as intended. It's a wonder we really understand each other as often as we do. Or maybe we don't. I'm aware that's enough to bog down anyone's mind, to have to slow down and do this every time for everything about every piece of communication. And it's not realistic or helpful to be hyper-aware and try to process all of that in real time for every little thing. But there are a couple of simple tools and habits that can make critical conversations much smoother and everyday conversations that much more effective. Like taking turns instead of shortcuts, being intentional about who is in the role of speaker versus listener, staying focused on conveying thoughts, ideas, experiences about yourself as the speaker, engaging in full understanding as the listener, and having the presence and intent to unbox what others are saying. It can be easier said than done, but as one of the couples I work with shared with me just today, the rewards are more than you can ever imagine. Deeper connection, creating win-win solutions together, and being more understood and fulfilled than you ever thought possible. So on that note, get cracking on communicating better. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. 
The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.